0: What if you could lose weight without counting calories or setting foot in a gym? What if you could cut food cravings while still eating your favorite foods? What if you could stop all the mind chatter you currently have around food and hunger? These what ifs are reality for people who make intermittent fasting, or IF, part of their everyday lives. Welcome to the What If Diet Plan Podcast, hosted by me, Alexis Cano. I'm a full-time working mother of three little boys who has finally discovered a simple solution to a very frustrating problem for so many people. I rediscovered IF in 2018 and adapted it to my personal lifestyle, which allowed me to regain my health and lose 50 pounds without sacrificing myself in the process. My goal is to help other busy women realize that they are not alone in their food and weight struggles, and to provide some tools and tips you can use to begin transforming your body and mind today through intermittent fasting too. Please keep in mind that I am not a medical professional or therapist, so the information shared on this podcast should not be taken as medical or therapeutic advice. Please be sure to consult and work with your physician and therapist before following any new dietary plan. So with that, let's get started. Hi friends! Welcome back to the What If Diet Plan podcast. I'm your host Alexis Cano and I'm so happy that you've joined me this week. This week I want to talk about what we can do when our results don't match our efforts. In the realm of losing weight and reaching our health goals, this can be a real bummer, but it can impact other areas of our life too. Maybe you didn't get that job that you spent hours preparing your resume and interview skills for. Maybe your kid didn't place in a competition that you both spent weeks practicing for. And in reference to weight loss, maybe that number on the scale doesn't correlate to the amount of time that you've spent at the gym or the weeks of clean eating that you've been doing. But no matter what the situation, it can be disheartening when all the hard work that you've done does not result in your desired outcomes. So today, I'd like to offer you some ways to overcome this potential upset and still continue making progress towards your goals. First of all, I find it helpful to make a conscious effort not to dwell on the unwanted results or beat yourself up for not meeting your expectations. While it's important to acknowledge your feelings of disappointment and frustration, dwelling on it or beating yourself up will not motivate you to keep moving towards your goals. If anything, it will probably motivate you to give up and go back to doing what you've always done, which can keep you stuck. Instead, acknowledge your disappointment and frustration but remind yourself that it's just all part of the learning process. Even if this was a goal that you met in the past, it's possible that your personal circumstances have changed since then. So what you tried back then may not work for you now. Personally, when I find myself frustrated or disappointed by some unwanted results, I like to allow myself to have what I call a three minute pity party, which is something I think I learned from Zig Ziglar several years back but it's basically where I allow myself three minutes to embrace the suck and whine and cry about how life isn't fair or blame my husband or my kids or my job or shoot, even my dogs (laughs) for my crappy results. Nothing is off limits and I get to act, think and feel however I want in those three minutes. But after my three minutes are up, I brush myself off and get back to some forward moving positive thinking. Most times I find that I can't even keep up the personal pity party for a full three minutes. Usually after one minute or so, I'm tired of hearing my own mental drama and end up stopping the party early. So after acknowledging your feelings of disappointment or frustration, it's equally important to also acknowledge the effort that you have put in towards reaching your desired results. Whether it's updating your resume after 10 years or practicing spelling words with your kid every night or incorporating more veggies into your diet. If you've put any new efforts towards reaching a particular goal, then give yourself some credit for that. Even if you did not achieve the specific results you hoped for, you still took action and achieved something. It's possible that you made a great impression on the person hiring for that job you wanted, but they went with a candidate with more experience. And even if your kid didn't place in their competition, you still spent valuable time with them practicing rather than just zoning out in front of the TV. And maybe you didn't lose the weight you were expecting, but if you ate healthier and got more physical activity than usual, then you're probably on your way to better overall health in the future, which is incredible. By focusing on and congratulating yourself on the efforts that you've made instead of your results, you can keep a more positive outlook on your overall health and well-being and stay motivated to keep making positive changes in your life. I think Tony Robbins said it best in his quote. It's not about the goal. It's about growing to become the person that can accomplish that goal. Okay. I love this quote so much. I have to read it again. (laughs) It's not about the goal. It's about growing to become the person that can accomplish that goal. In fact, By shifting your focus towards your efforts and learning to love the process, as I've talked about in previous episodes, you may even find that you surpass your goals, which is always so much fun. Finally, though, after you've acknowledged your feelings and your efforts, I believe there is another equally important step to achieving the results that you want. It may be time to get real with yourself about the effort that you've been putting in up until now. While you don't want to dwell on what you could have done better, it's definitely worth taking a good hard look at exactly what efforts you've put towards your goal and whether there is anything you can do to improve those efforts to reach the results you really want. So in the example of not getting the job you really wanted, what could you do to improve your resume or professional portfolio for the next job? Maybe you can improve your LinkedIn profile or do a little bit more research about the company before your interview or offer samples of your work in your portfolio. You could even reach out to the hiring authority and thank them for the opportunity and politely ask if there's anything you could have done differently. They may not respond, but again, it's all about the effort that you're putting in. In the example of practicing for your child's spelling competition, is there anything you could have done differently to help your child place in future competitions? Maybe you could hire a professional tutor or ask their instructor if they'd be willing to practice with them one-on-one, or offer to hold weekly practice sessions with other parents and students so they can all practice together. Now, in the example of weight loss, I would like to offer my own encounter of how I had to get real with myself about my own efforts and results once my weight plateaued at 170 pounds for a full year. So after several months of practicing IF and extending my fasting window, I'd lost about 30 pounds, and I felt great. Although my weight loss stalled, I continued experiencing other great benefits of IF and losing inches, so I really didn't worry too much about whether I continued to lose weight or not. After that first year, though, I felt it was time to break my plateau and decided to put a bit more effort in towards my goal. So I started incorporating more 24-hour fasts about once a month when it felt right and that seemed to jumpstart some of the weight loss, but not by much. At this point, I was consistently practicing a 24 fasting eating window, which basically means that I was fasting for 20 hours a day and eating within a 4-hour window. With that and the monthly 24-hour fasts, I figured that I should break my plateau and be under 170 within a few months. After those few months though, my clothes weren't fitting any looser and when I weighed myself, my weight was always between 169 and 172. I was a bit disappointed because I thought that by being consistent with my fasting and eating windows and incorporating longer fasts, I should have lost weight like I did when I first started IF. I even started incorporating evening walks and bumping up my steps to 10,000 per day. But my waist and weight stayed the same. At this point, I definitely felt like my results were not matching my efforts. Although I was patient and allowed myself several months and eventually a full year for me to break my plateau. I know that sounds like a long time to wait for results, but as I mentioned in previous episodes, I felt great living an IF lifestyle, so weight loss was not much of a focus for me as my overall health was. But if I'm being really honest, I was actually very comfortable with my current lifestyle during this time. Intermittent fasting had become routine, as did my daily walks. So even though these habits took some effort to incorporate into my life before, and allowed me to lose that first 30 pounds, they did not take much effort for me to do now, and my current results were showing that. So after a year of plateauing at 170 pounds, I finally decided to get real with myself about the effort that I was putting in to get the results of breaking my weight loss plateau. And I pretty much realized that if I wanted to get below 170 for good, I was going to have to change my mindset, beliefs, and habits around food. First, I had to take a good hard look at my actions and admit that I was overeating for someone who expects to weigh less than 170 pounds. You see, I've always had this belief that I'm a big eater And, I've always had plenty of evidence to back that belief up too. So when I started IF, I loved that I could eat bigger meals once or twice a day, rather than having to spread my food out throughout the entire day. So basically, I was eating huge portions of healthy food, like an entire bag of salad with grilled chicken and avocado, or a half a baked chicken and an entire bag of cauliflower rice, and I justified it because it was quote unquote healthy. (laughs) But you know what? I've learned that overeating is overeating, whether it's salad or ice cream, it really doesn't matter. I was also eating leftovers from my kids' plates because I didn't want to waste food, and I justified it because it was during my eating window. And then, this is kind of embarrassing, but on Fridays, I would eat most of, if not all of, an entire medium pizza as my dinner. And again, I would justify it because this was my one meal for that day. And I'd eaten healthy throughout the rest of the week. So yeah, I was following a great fasting eating window that worked for my personal lifestyle, but the reality was I was still overeating during this time, especially for someone who wanted to be under 170 pounds. I finally realized that the effort I was putting in was not going to result in breaking my weight loss plateau. So I started working on changing my beliefs around being a big eater and created an action plan so that I could start eating less and become a newer, healthier version of myself. First, I worked on leaving at least three bites of food on my plate at every meal, which was difficult because I've always been a member of the Clean Plate Club since childhood. (laughs) I also ate with my non-dominant hand to slow my eating down and allow me to be more mindful of my satiety levels. Once those actions became easier after a few weeks, I started serving myself smaller portions, a single serving of salad instead of a whole bag, two pieces of baked chicken instead of a half a chicken, a half a bag of cauliflower rice instead of a whole bag, a few spoonfuls of ice cream instead of half a pint. You get the idea. I also worked on changing other habits, like eating while cooking or standing in the kitchen, or overeating and drinking when going out to eat at a restaurant, or eating at the dinner table instead of mindlessly in front of the TV. I also started being more mindful of why I was eating, rather than just what I was eating, and learned that I often ate simply because there was still food on my plate, or I didn't want to waste food, or because I was bored or stressed. (laughs) But little by little, I implemented these small efforts on changing my beliefs and behaviors around myself and food. These changes definitely didn't happen overnight, but slowly I made progress and eventually the number on the scale started to move too. Within a few months of getting real with myself about why my results were not matching my efforts and increasing the effort that I was putting in, I eventually broke my 170 pound plateau and lost several more pounds over the next few months. Since making those changes, I've definitely become a different person. I no longer believe that I'm a big eater and I'm more mindful when I am eating so that I'm not eating just to eat or eating to avoid a negative emotion. If and when I do eat emotionally, though, which happens because I'm human and eating is quite enjoyable, well, I acknowledge what I'm doing and I prepare myself for the results ahead. That being said, though, even my emotional eating habits have changed, too. But that's a topic for another episode. (laughs) So if you find that your desired results aren't matching your efforts, first acknowledge your feelings about it, whether it's disappointment, anger, frustration, or whatever you're feeling at that time. Try throwing yourself that 3-minute pity party I talked about. Get any and all of those negative thoughts or feelings out of your head. It might feel weird at first, but it can be cathartic to give yourself a break and not have to think about anyone else's feelings for just a bit. Once your pity party is over, then acknowledge the efforts that you have put in towards achieving your desired results, and give yourself some credit. Congratulate yourself on any and all small wins that you've experienced during this time and applaud yourself for working towards your goals. Remember the Tony Robbins quote, it's not about the goal, it's about growing to become the person that can accomplish that goal. After becoming this newer version of myself over these last few years, I feel that I can truly appreciate this statement. And I've learned that the more you practice focusing on growing to become the person that can accomplish the goal rather than the goal itself, the more natural it becomes. Finally, after acknowledging your feelings and efforts, it may be time to reevaluate the effort that you've been putting in to achieve your desired results. Ask yourself whether the effort you're putting in really should add up to the results that you're expecting. Also, are the efforts you're putting in realistic for your current lifestyle? Or are you doing them because they used to work for you in the past? Or maybe because you see it working for someone else? Is there anything you can do to modify your efforts to make them more effective and make your desired results more attainable for you? It's also important to ask yourself whether you've been consistent with your efforts and whether you've given yourself enough time to achieve the results you're looking for. If you're anything like me, you want to see big changes in one or two weeks when it might actually be more realistic to allow yourself one or two months instead. I often have to remind myself that if I'm looking for long-term results, then the efforts I'm putting in now will probably need to become a regular part of my daily life. And if that's the case, well, then there's no need to be in a hurry to achieve my results. Well, that's what I have for you this week, friends. I hope that the information and examples I've offered you here can help you to grow and become that person who can accomplish and surpass your goals too. Thank you so much for joining me. And I look forward to connecting with you next week. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, please be sure to subscribe and share with a friend. You can also leave an honest review through your preferred podcast app to make it easier for other listeners to discover. If you're interested in learning more about me or the What If Diet Plan, you can visit me at www.thewhatifdietplan.com where you can see a free preview of my book, as well as before and after photos of me throughout my weight loss, weight gain, weight loss, weight gain roller coaster ride of a journey before I discovered IF in 2018. Please remember to celebrate your small wins and keep asking yourself good what if questions. Until next time, take care and we'll connect again soon.